When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you Season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and uh i have filled my cup this year <laughs> so we're bringing you uh a second edition of uh what we consider our choice cuts greatest hits uh our favorite episodes after one year after the entire year going back and looking at everything that we've done it was really kind of cool um learning about it a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And June the 5th, we're stacking again. We're stacking Stone Temple Pilots' core that we did on April the 2nd of this year with Tiny Music, Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop, that we did on July the 21st of last year as part of our silver anniversaries. Man, one of the best bands from the 90s. If you have Mount Rushmore of the 90s singers, Scott Weiland's on it. And it's not just Scott Weiland. This band was a force mm-hmm. back back in the 90s. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're still touring. They're still playing a lot of those songs. Um but with Scott Weiland, it was something. It was something truly unique and special. The music is still unique and special. Um, you know, I hope they come out with some great new songs. Um, but these two records are just, ooh, so good. And if you're making a day of it, the one in between is good too. And in mm, fact, purple. when we were just doing the list and mm-hmm. prior to doing the podcast, we did a month on colors, so we definitely did it. Oh yeah, yeah. Talked. We had a good long talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. And you know, it's like it would be hard for me. I, I mean, I would go with Core because that's where I originally heard this band, mm-hmm. and it was one of those like new sounds. You know, there's certain bands that they captured a sound and a feeling that you, the first time you hear it, it's Core just like, is lightning in a bottle, yeah. dude. It really is. It's just is. like, what is this? Where am I? Where am I going? I've never and heard everything, anything like everything this. Everything has just changed for me. And, and as much stuff came out in that proximity time-wise that some people would say is similar, I would disagree. 
the mix of their instrumentation uh, sets them apart in a very different way. Um, when you've got the confidence, they, they have a tone. Yeah. And it's just like, there's like, oh yeah, grunge this and da, 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 da. Do the Pepsi challenge, put, put on a, you know, whatever, any smashing pumpkins record you want. Listen to the tone of the guitars, listen to the sounds and the warmth of that band is captured mm -hmm. in core. And I would say, did you just say smashing pumpkins? I did. You did. I did. Okay. Well, a little West Coast, a little Mid Coast. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with Smashing. I like the Smashing Pumpkins. I do too. And it's but it but it's that thing of like those are two of the biggest. In fact, bands. we saw both of them at the same festival. We did. We not. We did, and it was amazing. Hmm. And it was Velvet Revolver. Hmm. It was not Stone Temple Pilots. It was Velvet Revolver. No, no, no. One year it was Velvet Revolver right next to Wu Tang Clan and the Offspring. Mm -hmm. The other year was Stone Temple Pilots. And Smashing Pumpkins. You are correct. Yes, you are. Good job, man. Damn, that's in recorded now. I get to listen to that anytime <laughs> I want. <laughs> You're going to be like the rewind guy. <laughs> you were right, Johnny. You were right, Johnny. 15 seconds. <laughs> uh, awesome. But yeah, uh, and don't forget, at the end of the core episode, there's a fun revisiting of track one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Album for the day, April the 2nd, is Stone Temple Pilots Core. It was released September the 29th of 1992 on Atlantic Records, produced by Brendan O'Brien, who is all over everything from that era that mm -hmm. was worth a damn, like, mm -hmm. honestly. Uh, they recorded it December of 91 through January of 92 at Rumbo Recorders in L.A. And I just, from the very beginning of this album, from the very first sound that you hear, <laughs> uh, yeah. to the end of the album, which is Where the River Goes, which is a long, long, drawn-out little little extra there at the end for you mm -hmm. um but it's 12 songs and you know as opposed to uh it's quality not quantity on this one it is it, and and this album uh is one of the best introductions to who i put on the mount rushmore of singers from the 90s scott wyland this band i mean it's not just scott wyland here he didn't really write many of these songs uh and he uh actually i think he only had a part in two of the songs on this album and um but the band the sound of this band how the music just i think the music drove scott wyland to become this entertainer frontman extraordinaire like like almost like a freddie mercury but with a lot more drugs kind of thing it was his coming out party, yeah and, if you will and man what a fantastic band. Um, I had the pleasure of being able to see them live and oh, what what an incredible stage presence Scott Weiland had. What a great band this was. Seeing them play together, watching them feed off of each other. It was just like, and, and th I mean, obviously they played some of these songs because holy cow, this is one of the best albums. Like, 
Obviously, they played a number of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I also you had, saw Scott in the Velvet, Velvet Revolver, Revolver context, mm-hmm. which was also great. Yeah, totally but, different, though. But this is where yeah. it all started. Yeah. Um, and they deal with some dark subject matter on this album, uh, no doubt. There's a lot of yeah, conversation, well, we, we, a lot of controversy about some of the topics dealt with here. I did find a quote from Scott Weiland. Uh, explaining his lyrical style, uh, of which he wrote all of the lyrics on all of the songs with a co-write on two. He said, I feel very strongly that all individuals, regardless of age, race, creed, or sexual preference, should have the freedom to exercise their rights as human beings to enjoy life, pursue what they want, and feel comfortable about who they are. I guess I tend to find the darker sides of life more attractive than the yellows and oranges. I know it's something that I relate to when I listen to music. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you write songs called Dead and Bloated to open up your introductory album, your debut album, Dead and Bloated is what starts it. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, but the the songs I really loved, Sex Type Thing, Wicked Garden, Creep. Oh, my gosh, what a great song. Plush, great song. Um, I, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I enjoyed Cracker Man too. Oh yeah. That, yeah, there, you know, there's not a bad there's not, song. There's really, here. there's really not. I mean, even there's even an instrumental called no memory. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things where just this band, you know, we need more bands like this in the world right now. You know, we do. And this is, this has been quite the celebrated album over the years. Absolutely. Uh, in a number of ways. Um, and for good reason. Um, I think that the the singles do stand out, mm-hmm. uh, of which there were five, three. Five. Three. No, no Dead and Bloated, Sex Type Thing, Wicked Garden, Creep, and Plush. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm positive. Positive. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, the uh, well, to, and but to go with what you're saying, the Rolling Stone ranked this as the number eleven on its fifty greatest grunge albums. Like yes. number eleven, like that's huge. And like just to, yeah, and to go back to you know just the Mount Rush, Rushmore of grunge. If you were just doing bands as a whole, not necessarily just singers, this is this Stone Temple Pilots is on that. It, they're there. 100%. Oh yeah, and this was. This is another one of those things like we were talking about where, you know, you enjoyed this back in the day. Look at what you're listening to now and just consider the inclusion of them in who you're listening to now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that were influenced by this album. Oh, Um, yeah. You know, from everything from the subject matter to kind of a impending darkness throughout, really. Throughout their career, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a really special group, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Scott was the front man, but the core of the band is brothers. Yeah, the Robert and Dean DeLeo. And when you've got brothers, when you've got family in a band, yeah, there's yeah. always a different dynamic. There's always a closeness yeah. that you can't get another way. Except Oasis. <laughs> also related. <laughs> Definitely, maybe. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I love this record. This is, uh, this, is, this, is, this is one of those albums that I'll always... And it's even a record that maybe if it comes on the radio, one of the 
big songs. I might even flip it off occasionally. But to go back and listen to this album as a whole, you flip it on and you're just like, oh my gosh, these songs, they picked exactly where these songs go on this album for a reason. And it flows so well. And it's just, it's what we consider a classic album. Exactly. Not, not just some singles. That because a lot of times on somebody's filler. first album, it's it's just all of the stuff that they've done so far mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily related. Mm-hmm. It's rare to get a a debut album with the the continuity mm-hmm. with the oh, it's, the flow yeah. between itself with each other the whole way through. It it maintains a, a tone and everything the whole way. Yeah, great album. Um, album for the day today is Core by Stone Temple Pilots. Um, be sure to follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us and, uh, follow us on Twitter at album, the number four of the day. Um, if you have any requests, shoot us an email at album, the number four of the day at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow. I am smelling like the rose that somebody gave me on my birthday deathbed. I am smelling like the rose that somebody gave me cause I'm dead and bloated. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Album for the day, July 21st. As we continue our celebration of Silver Anniversaries, albums released in 1996. March 26th of 96 brought us the third album, from Stone Temple Pilots. Tiny Music, Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop. It debuted at number four on the Billboard 200, and it is certified two times platinum. All three of the singles went to number one on the mainstream rock tracks chart. Big Bang Baby, Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart, and Lady Picture Show. Mm. All wonderful tracks love them yeah this uh this album to me this is the album that basically reinvented the band um scott wyland was going through some um addiction issues and what a uh, tasteful way for you to say that hey well you know you don't want to be like he's a junkie well that's true You know, and you want to, and you and you need to help the people in your life that have addiction issues. Don't Indeed. just throw them under the bus. They no. need help. They don't need your judgment. Just as a little nod to people going through struggles in life. Anyways, um, this album completely reinvented what their goal was as a band, in my opinion. Um, you know, they had come out with uh, Core and then Purple that were smash hits. And, um, you know, it, you can't play the same things over and over and evolve as, as an artist. 
And so, you know, when they came out to do this album, it was like, all right, you know, they started off with an instrumental track, you know, which I love that. It's co-written by each member of the band. Yeah, and it sets up your album of like, this is what we're doing here. This is who we are. This is what this album's going to be like. Welcome to the team's display. Exactly. We're and, all here for and, this. And we're all here. This is what we. This is what this whole thing's going to be about right here. And then, you know, it's like, they there's still those elements of that grunge rock that made them famous and popular and you know and money there's still those elements of that grunge but there's such more of a melodic mayhem you know I where like that. where they go through and they 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 crafted themselves more as musicians than rock stars you know it's strategic craft for sure yeah and um, you know, they went through and even, you know, even though the lyrics of Big Bang Baby don't make a whole lot of sense, it's still a wonderful song. And Lady Picture Show just shows how they evolved as a band and, and came with something strong, you know? Well, this album was produced by Brendan O'Brien, who produced the Black Crow Shake Your Money Maker. He also produced Core by the Stone Temple Pilots. Hmm. So it's interesting to note that, yes, I completely agree with you that this album exhibits a lot of growth um, and maturity as far as a band and people, which they were experiencing. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they stayed close to what was successful for them, Mm -hmm. and that was Brendan O'Brien. He also engineered and mixed Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is a classic. Yeah, it is. That's a that I mean that's a that's a solid album. He produced or mixed nearly the entire catalogs of Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam and Temple of the Dog, Get a Grip by Aerosmith. Wow. So he won a Grammy in two thousand two for the rising from Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Hmm. Scott Weiland said uh, about this album, he said, we wanted to make a statement. We wanted to deconstruct, go low tech, get to the dark heart of the matter. I was happy to write Bowie-esque stream of consciousness lyrics that didn't need to make sense. Example, Big Bang Baby. I mean, he literally says it about it and... You can look up the lyrics. It's about oh, nothing. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a confusing mess of a song. But, Don't try and make any sense of that. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it's it's a good song. It's yeah, a good, no, it's a great mess. song. Yeah, yeah, but that's a that's an acknowledgement of as well as I guess kind of a light slap at David Bowie, where <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're uh, you're writing songs about nothing and getting paid. Mm. I'm looking at you, Beck. No. Odelay, <laughs> <laughs> I say. Yeah. I was more of loser than yeah, but anyways, whatever. Fair enough. Anyways, yeah, but this this album, you know, it's such a. It was at the time when this first came out. I remember listening to it, and the first listen through, I was like, "Ooh, this isn't this isn't the same as what I'm used to hearing from them." And at first, it was kind of like, oh, no, you know, because, I, I mean, I love Stone Temple Pilots. But it was when the album ended, and I was like, wow, I, I really enjoyed it, 
you know, and it was, and it was also by the end of it, it was like, what else can they do? You know, it wasn't just like, oh, they're these guys that just play grunge rock and roll. And it's, you know, this little box that they were put in and, you know, they had to get out of the box and that's what they did. This album was the turning point. I like the singles. I like them all. Just talked about Big Bang Baby, tripping on a hole in a paper heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two things that I took from it, Scott Weiland said, quote, very bad experience dropping acid, unquote. (laughs) Also, quote, reflects my hunger for redemption, unquote. I feel like those fly in the face of each other, but Scott Weiland is a complicated man. Mm -hmm. Um, Not going to go into it, but... Lady Picture Show has an interesting story about it. Yeah, it's bad. And Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins yeah, th- said after Scott Weiland's death, quote, it was Stone Temple Pilots' third album that had got me hooked, a wizardly mix of glam and post-punk, and I confessed to Scott as well as the band many times how wrong I'd been in assessing their native brilliance. And like Bowie Cannon does, it was Scott's phrasing that pushed his music into a unique and hard-to-pin-down aesthetic sonic sphere. Lastly, I'd like to share a thought which, though clumsy, I hope would please Scott, and that is if you asked me who I truly believed were the great voices of our generation, I'd say it were he, Lane, and Kurt. And coming from Billy Corgan with a bit of an ego that is a bold statement hearing billy corgan not include himself in those three yeah kind of shocked me yeah but i think we both said yep those are the three for sure that's the three without a question just the power of scott wyland's voice and the way that he could just growl but sing such it sounded so beautiful it, he transformed singing and being a front man. If you ever saw them live, which we have, yeah. uh, the megaphone thing mm-hmm. into the microphone thing is something special that there are other people that do that now. I don't remember seeing anybody do it before him. Um, I think Butthole Surfers and Flaming Lips. Well, that explains a lot. Old are, Leary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember, our, that, and that's old, old, old school stuff from them. Um, but in any case, it's, he, he owned it. He, he completely... He, did. Yeah. he did that with Velvet Revolver, too. Yeah. And yeah. That, that became just kind of a part of Scott. Yeah. But this album's fantastic, and they just released a four-song EP on Spotify that has some live versions of songs from this album as well as some alternate takes and it is live from that period i believe it was 1997 Mm j in panama city beach Mm -hmm. so check that out if you get a chance too it's a nice shot back to the band they were then oh definitely will well, uh, album for the day today, uh, July 21st, is Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop by Stone Temple Pilots. Be sure to give us a like, a follow, subscribe. Let us know what your favorite albums are. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. I am-
start smelling like a rose. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!